you are now tuned in to the Alright Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer, where we talk all things business, health, money, mindset, and everything in between. So crank up the volume, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Alright Talk Show. I have the pleasure of introducing Jamie Smart founder and owner of Smart Homes here in the beautiful Shirley Solihull area. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yourself? Brilliant, yeah, thank you so much for asking. So, firstly, give me a 10,000 foot overview of who you are and who are Smart Homes? So, uh, I'm the Managing Director of Smart Homes. Uh, we have been established 25 years this year. Um, my day-to-day -day role um, in the office is still very much rock face. I still go out and conduct valuations um, and deal with clients direct. Um, and we have a strong team of 29 staff now who all uh, have a collective skill set to uh, contribute to the overall running of the business. Brilliant, brilliant. 25 years. 25 years this year, yeah. yeah. And have you always been based in the office in Shirley or have you sort of... Where did you sort of grow from? Where was, this, where was the beginning office for you? So my first office, I started as an apprentice um, with the Countrywide Group uh, at the age of 19 um, and uh, very quickly became a manager by default, if I'm honest. I started as an apprentice and then subsequently I came in one morning and the branch manager had left. Oh, right. So um, in the old days of the corporate world, they sort of approached me and said, look, can you do your best and try and run this branch for us? And two years down the line, they gave me the position of uh, branch manager. Yes. Uh, I then subsequently covered another branch at Maypole. Um, so then I had ACOT screen and Maypole, and then I moved on to Shirley within about four years. Um, so I was with the Hambro Group for seven years, uh, but the frustrations with the corporate environment was the service that I wanted to deliver mm. with that much red tape and yes. and uh, directive from the powers that be. Um, I always found that their directives were probably three or four months behind actually what the market was doing. Mm. Um, so I actually decided to, uh, to leave and set up on my own. Mm. <clears throat> so um, I left um, in view of opening my first branch in Kings Norton um, and whilst I was uh, in the in the realms of sort of creating that, I was approached by a company called General Accident Property Services, yeah. um, who were also another insurance back to state agents, uh, by a chap called um, James McCauley, um, who I owe an awful amount mm -hmm. to. Um, so he approached me and said, look, I know you're setting up on your own. He said, come and work for us, set up a couple of branches and see how you get on, learn by your mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. But subsequently, the market turned. <coughs> so I took the role as um, a troubleshooter for them. So I used to go in and restructure branches and put the right teams in place and so on. So I did that for 18 months and then carried on the set up on my own. Great. Now that's brilliant. And the fact that you had that mentor as well, that's uh, invaluable. Absolutely. I mean, I owe, I owe James an, an awful lot. Um, you know, the absolute basics of a state agency, um, he, he was... Uh, uh, very clear in if you do the basics right, the, mm. the rest will fall into place, you know. Yeah, brilliant. 
So when you did start out the nut, sort of like on your own, you, mm. you got your foot in the door, etc. What was sort of the the competition and challenges like around that time? Would you say it's any different to now? Massively different. So when we when we opened, there was also always a very very clear divide between independent agents and corporate agents. So corporate agents were predominantly more focused on selling mortgages and uh, uh, solicitors' products and so on. Um, and the agency was almost secondary. Mm. And historically, they tended to employ very, very young people, very, very target-driven, um, very, very commission-driven. But the independent side of the business, now bear in mind, I'm going back 25 years, so this is when people ate their lunch in the front office and smoked in their front office. <laughs> so the disparity was huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was an, an element of arrogance with the independent agents, very much that you know, if you want to come to us, you'll come to us. They wouldn't do marketing. They didn't really believe in customer service, whereas the corporate world was very, very aggressive, um, door knocking and so on. What we managed to do was just drop in the middle of that. So we were assertive. We would market. Um, we would canvas. Um, we were super focused on customer service um, and we just managed to offer something that neither corporate or independent did. We just merged the two together yeah. um, and within the first 18 months of opening our uh, Kings Norton office, we were the highest performing company in, the, in that area. That's brilliant. Yeah, and I think because like what you said, customer service, customer driven, um, and I think very much like from when I was growing <coughs> up, I used to see estate agents and like you hear like they're as bad as solicitors, it's sort of scenario, they're quite tarnished, you know, the person that walks in with a tie clip suit, ah, oh, here's this tough type walking in, etc. But the, uh, I think that's definitely changed mm. from people like yourself that has like, you know, the customer focused attention to detail. And that is, you still get the corporates out there, but people like yourself, smart homes, have changed the game in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's made it a lot more, you know, if, if people could see what this office is like, it's welcoming, yeah. isn't it? It's really nice. Yeah. I, I want to walk in here, sit down, have a coffee, let's, coffee, let's talk property. Let me talk, how can we help you? Not how can we get our commission quickly? Exactly right, yeah. There are so many agents that will go out and tell people what they can do, how good they are, how many they've sold. And obviously people want to know that they're in, yeah. that they're in confident hands. Yes. But there'd be very few agents that would actually sit with a vendor and say, what do you want? Mm. What is important to you? Mm. Um, and it's amazing how people will open up mm. if you if you ask that question. Absolutely, questions. Yeah, definitely. So, the question that I thought I'd ask you is: so, mm. what is important to you then? And obviously, your your team <coughs> now. So, the, we're sitting in the Land and New Homes branch. You've got a team in another branch down the road, up to yes. more sort of resi and uh, lettings focused. Um, mm. So yeah, what, what what matters to you and your team the most? Obviously, customer service, obviously big one. But whatever sort of your <coughs> are your USPs, etc. I think uh, I mean I don't want to sort of skim over customer service. I'm a I'm a big yeah, believer in that. You know, I, I can speak to agents and they'll show me their best camera and their best website. And the truth of it is, if you can't get the customer service right, mm. you may as well get all of that and throw it in the bin. Yeah. If you can't phone somebody back when you say you're going to phone them back, you know, if you're not open the hours that you are open, if you go out and make a presentation to somebody, you need to ensure that you're fulfilling that and the staff are aware of what is being said so they can carry that through. Um, so we have, 
I think our USP ultimately is that, I mean, we're established now. Yeah. And you will, you can speak to people and they say, oh, estate agents years ago, you know, they never did it right or they did it this way and that's old hat. I think we have been very mindful that there are absolute basic fundamentals of what we learned 25, 30 years ago that you've still got to carry through. You know, yes, obviously, digital marketing and social media has, has come to another level as far as marketing properties are concerned. But there is still an element of people that would not consider going online to find a property. Um, you know, there are some people that haven't moved for 30, 35 years. They still want to set a sales particulars. Yeah, yeah. You know, they still yeah, want yeah. to come in and speak to somebody. They still want to have that conversation. They want that confidence. Of course, there is another demographic, and that will be their first port of call. So I think what we've managed to do successfully is take the elements of the business from each market and constantly evolve and tweak mm. um, to what the market is doing you know, at that time. Yeah. And I think collectively we've, we, we've managed to be relatively successful on that. Yeah. Um, and I think, it's just be, I think it's just been true to yourself really. Yeah. Um, one of our USPs is that every vendor that we have on the market, which is currently sits at 162, mm. They will receive a call from us every week to advise them on what is happening, what isn't happening, what the feedback is, what the plan is for this coming week. Mm. And that is something that we started to do from day one, 25 years ago. So when I set the business up, because I told people they would be getting a call on a Monday, I'd be there till half past 10 of a night mm. making those calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't expect other people to do that, but obviously our team is bigger now, but people will get a call no later than a Tuesday, no earlier than a Monday. Yeah. and those can be difficult calls you know sometimes they're not calls that we want to make and quite frankly they're not the, not the call that the vendor wants to hear but it's so important to advise your client that we're still here we're still trying yeah. for you mm. especially in a market that is changing yeah. you know we were very lucky over the last 18 months as most agents were um, a lot of agents were order takers mm. you know um, new people that have entered the industry they would pick up the phone, arrange a viewing, that person would subsequently go and view an offer. They thought that was a sale. Um, that isn't a sale. Yes, the property sells, but actually selling it, it would be, yeah, you can look at that one, but I also have this one, come and look at this one. You might not like the look of it from the front. If somebody subsequently offers, in my view, that's a sale. So we've installed that ability to manufacture business as well and not just order take, which, which comes from working a difficult market. Yeah, I totally agree. And obviously, I do like to keep these <coughs> podcasts evergreen, mm. but we are recording this May, yeah, May already, May 2023. Mm. So current market conditions and um, what was your sort of predictions in December and what's your predictions for the next, let's say, six to 12 months? Um, I think most people within our area, um, within the industry, their prediction was that we would be looking at being circa 20% down. Um, and all the obstacles that we've had over the last 18 months, you know, with stamp duty, um, holiday stopping, um, COVID, um, all that restrictive marketing where again, we had to evolve relatively quickly. Um, but with the turbulence over interest rates and uh, the cost of living crisis, um, I truly thought that we would, um, the level of front end business would drop. So what we have found is actually Front-end business hasn't dropped at all. We are still selling the name, same number of houses that we have done on a weekly basis for over the last 18 months, which I was surprised at. Um, we went through a turbulent period of sort of end of October to January, 
where there were a high number of sales cancelling, which again has been the same within the area um, across the industry. And that was a lot of that was because people were going back to their lender to extend mortgage offers and so on, and then finding out actually their repayments yeah. would be circa £200 a month more. Um, the actually fixed rate mortgages have dropped consecutively over the last three months, so I think people have got a little bit more confidence now. Yeah, so definitely transactions are less, completed transactions are less. Um, and it's always very frustrating when you look at press reports and they say, yep, yeah, you know, transactions are down. They are down, but there is a reason for that, and there is also a reason why they will actually increase again. Um, <clears throat> forecast for the market locally, I mean, we're very lucky in that this is a very ins insular, incestuous market. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So most people that. will aspire to get into this postcode, and once they're in, generally they move within. Mm -hmm. So we will always have that business, so that, that, that transition from Birmingham, people relocating, um, but once people come and buy a two bed semi in this area, the chances are they'll try and buy a three bed semi mm -hmm. and then from a three bed to a four bed. And then when you get to a certain age and all the children have left home, you still want the same doctors, the same infrastructure, the same bowling club. So therefore you'll buy something smaller, but still within the postcode. Yes. So it is a little bit of a micro market. Um, but I think so much, I think so much of it is down to the positive attitude of, of, of buyers and sellers. People have to be realistic on price, um, but that's all relative. Yes. You know, you're yeah, yeah. realistic on your selling price, you'll, you'll be realistic on your purchase price. Um, and I think people have become generally bullish since COVID and really very much, let's just get on with it. You know, you don't know, you so. don't know what's around the corner. To give people a kick up the arse, doesn't it, COVID? And I think so. People have made <coughs> decisions, I guess, a lot quicker than they would have when they were thinking about things pre-COVID sort of scenario. I think so. I mean, I've, mm. over the years, I've seen people not make a decision because of what might happen. Yes. And because everybody's had that same mindset, what might happen happened because nobody moved, you know? So we're, so we're finding that, um, I mean, we, we on average sell 20 houses a week in this area or 20 properties a week in this area. And that's been pretty, pretty stable. Mm. Um, I think we've seen the worst of the uh, rate changes. And I think providing that, that stays, that stays right, then I actually think the market will continue to, to move along at the sort of pace that it is moving along. Yeah, I think so. Just from listening to um, not local news, but more so like listening to local agents, um, um, actual data, actual data rather than news. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's going to be people say like the, the imminent crash and it's like we've been waiting for this crash for literally <coughs> two years now. There isn't going to be one. Obviously, interest rates have leveled off. I think they're going to stabilise for a few years around. Personally, my sort of prediction sort of around the four, four to five, so, you know, interest rates um, from a lending perspective they want to be most competitive so they're going below base at the moment just mm -hmm. they're just taking the short-term hit aren't they yes so that's why I think that's why more confidence is coming back in the market now um, like I've recently purchased a house for myself um, and that that came back on the market from last year because it was on last year in September um, came back on in January so that suggested when it sold in September October these trusts happened and blah 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 yeah it must have fell filed back, the agent advised them to put it back in the market January, that's when I got in, we got it, and it was reduced in price, but like you said, I definitely think there's confidence, and you're right, you are right, actually, in Shirley, sort of Solly Hall, it's its own little bubble, isn't yeah. it, because it's a very sought-after area, so yeah. I guess it's almost like you 
quite pri privileged to be in this sort of area as an estate Absolutely. agent, but it's also quite, it's also I guess going in onto the competitive side because there's a lot of competitiveness within the area. You drop, there's multiple boards. Um, so how how do you do you guys do with that? Or do you think there's enough food to go around? Yeah, I think there is enough market to go around. I mean, sporadically you will get a new agent that opens and charges very low fees, and you know, he's going to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, but, yeah. But but reverting to what yeah. what I said before, you know, we offer the service that we offer because we've got the team of staff that we offer. So, um, eighteen months ago, there were an element of people that would have used a bedroom estate agent because the truth of it is, you go on the market, you would get multi offers, yeah. you would sell. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot more to it now, and in particular, there's a lot more to yeah, supporting yeah. the sale once it's agreed through to completion of contracts. Um, it's interesting that unless vendors have experienced that previously, and the memory is um, uh, is good enough to to remember that, you know, that that journey is so important to clients. Um, the easy part is actually getting the sole board up, mm. but making sure that that both client and vendors yeah. work together through to completion. Yeah is where all the hard work is. Um, I mean, we have a sales progression department with five staff in there that are employed purely to do that, that job. And interestingly, when you read our Google reviews, they very rarely say thank you to Jamie or thank you to Smart Homes. They say thank you to Helen or Jean or uh, Debbie or Susan. That's the person that they've had the rapport with. That's the person that they've had a three month relationship with. Mm. So that's the person that has facilitated the sale through to completion. So it shows that that side of the business is working for somebody to actually name somebody as opposed to generally, or thanks to the company. Mm. Um, and that's a department that, you know, that, we're, that, 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 we're, very, that we're very proud of. Um, but that is most definitely one of, the, one of the main parts of our business that sets us away um, from others. Mm. So I think there is enough business to go around, but I also, it's quite interesting that depending on the age of the business and the attitude on how their marketing works, it very very much reflects the audience that they, that yeah. they tend to attract. Mm -hmm. So there are some agents that will get an awful lot of deceased estates because yeah. their kids remember that agent when they were That's children it. and they come and see their mom and dad's empty house and say, well, he was always the one at the time, yeah. you know, we, we will phone yeah. him. Because we have, and we, been very strong in sort of marketing that we have quite a varied age in our business so we will take apprenticeships on um, who will then stay with us um, through to people that have been with me for 25 years and have been in the industry for 32 years so we always try and mirror our clients so if it's a younger buyer it may well be that it's a younger person that deals with them if it's an older buyer that hasn't moved for many years there's going to require a lot more empathy and sort of probably yeah. a little bit slower, smaller steps. Um, so I think that's our USP, but generally there are three main agents in the area and you can see quite clearly where yeah. where their business sits and yeah. what and what sort of style of house that they get and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't want to be all of those because that's not, that isn't what we are. Um, so yeah, I think there's enough to go around. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, yeah, and I was just, <clears throat> just going on to um, what would your advice be to like obviously there's a lot of uh, bedroom estate agents mm. but obviously that that aside new business owners obviously you've grown this business into what it is today mm -hmm. what's your advice to young people wanting to start their own business whether it is 
an estate agency or something <clears> else? <throat> when I set Smart Homes up, I, I left a very, very comfortable job. Um, I just had a newborn baby. I just bought a new four bedroom house. Um, and I went from earning a relatively good salary to earning absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So my attitude, and it might sound a bit corny, but my attitude was, um, it had to work. And the question was how successful it would be. It, it was going to work, it, it, there was going to be a success because I had bills to pay and mortgages to pay and a family yes. to look after. Um, and it's turbulent and the first three years are hard, mm -hmm. are hard. You, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the days when we used to write checks for our bills and my bank manager would phone me on a Friday and say, you've got three big bills to pay here and you've only got enough to pay two. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and you had to make decisions. Stress and levels. Absolutely, you know, you <laughs> had to go without salary and so mm -hmm. on and you had to make sure that everybody else was paid before you and yeah, yeah. you know, you are never away from it. Um, but I think that if you want a certain lifestyle and you want to live a certain way, um, setting up a business is, is the best way, is yeah, the best yeah. way forward. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change, I'd change a few yeah. uh, decisions because even now, 25 years down the line, 32 years in the business, every day's a school day. You know, you, you've always got to listen to people. Um, and I think that if you can surround yourself with the right team, that obviously makes your job a lot easier. Um, and it was a learning curve for me when I first started. Um, I guess like a lot of people that are self-employed, you start to do the job that you're good at, but then you start to do VAT returns, then you start to have to look at spreadsheets, <laughs> then you have yeah, to do PDPs yeah. with your yeah, staff, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. you're doing all of this, yeah, yeah. and you're actually not doing what you're very good at, That's because so, you're trying to so do everything. True. Yes. So what yeah. I took on board very early on is employ people that are, the, that are, that are better than you at certain mm. parts of your business. That's so key. Um, mm. And let them, let them, yeah. you know, uh, progress. Let them yeah. become stronger, and let them become an integrated part of your team. Um, and really, that, that that's probably been the key. I'm very, I mean, some of my staff have been with me 25 years. Mm. Um, you know, for our industry, that's pretty well unheard of. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a very incestuous yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. We still have people that, you know, that will leave and aspire to better things and sit in an interview and. I probably promised a lot more, yeah, yeah. Um, but within our business, when I feel that somebody is ready to progress, I will approach them and have that conversation mm. with them and say, right, mm. you've done you've done as much as you can do in this yeah, now. Yeah. Where would you like to go within the business? Um, so it, it's all about people. Yeah. But my honest advice would be, if you have the opportunity to set up on your own and you you have a true belief that you can be better or you have a very unique USP, um, I would do it. Mm. And I think it's also very important on how you treat competitors um, because there will be markets that are so difficult and you have all got to get, get it around the table and you have all got to work together. Mm. Um, and we've seen that over the years, especially in this area. At one time back in the late 80s, when we just couldn't find buyers. We had people that wanted to move, but there were just no first time buyers about. So we put a syndicate of agents together where we would meet on a Wednesday evening with 10 sets of details of people that were looking to move in the area. We'd sit round a table 
and we'd swap details yeah. and build chains. And split fees, etc. Absolutely. To work together <clears throat> to get something over the line. And there are some agents that will still do that, but it frustrates me somewhat when new agents open and, mm. you know, as I said, they, they're trying to reinvent the wheel and, you know, they upset a lot of people. We all need to work together. Mm. Yeah. Now, I quite like that because I work with a lot of agents, like, in we're, an, we're architects and I work with a lot of developers mm. and obviously back-end estate agents who have a lot of relationship with estate agents. Mm. And I'm actually starting to see, because there's been some sites that have been passed around agent to agent because the vendor's trying to, you know, try his luck with a few agents and yeah. there's been things wrong with the site and I've found that agents have worked together actually to say, look, you need to advise your client, we've had this site come for us, yeah. instead of the agent going, no, we're not going to tell that agent, they can slip up and look like idiots. But yeah. in fact, it's actually the complete opposite. It's good to see them all sort of working together. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, and it's it's more fruitful for everybody. Hmm. Yeah, no, t totally agree. No, brilliant. So I have a closing tradition on the show, which okay. is going to ask you three random questions, okay. uh, which I didn't put in the email notes. Thanks for actually. that. So you're absolutely welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, question one, these are a lot of fun questions, quick fire. Okay. Um, you walk into an ice cream shop and there's every flavour in the world. What two scoops do you have together as a combo? Rum and raisin. Caramel. Nice. Rum and raisins are a first for this show. Is it? Nice, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's a liberal hate thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, yeah I do. Rum yeah. and raisin, yeah. yeah. I do like <laughs> rum, it's like my favourite spirit. But yeah, great, love it. If you could go back to your 18 year old self, yes. what would you say? Um, was your 18 year old self thinking back then? Uh, yeah, I would say. Be true to yourself, don't follow the pack. Do the right thing. Great, love it, yeah, great advice. Okay, and question three. You're okay. just thinking of this one now, aren't yeah, you? You don't, don't even know question three, do you? <laughs> <laughs> because I've asked a few times. Well, like, actually, this is, this is a really good one. Okay, okay, so where you are now, Yes. right. If you was, right, okay, Five million quid in your bank account tomorrow mm. morning mm. or go back to 18 with everything you know now? Go back to 18. Go back to 18. Without a doubt. I love it. Tenfold it. Yeah, mm. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great, thanks, mate. Thanks so much for coming on the Lovely. show. <coughs> and uh, how can people get in contact with you? Obviously, all, all smart homes, if they just want to reach out or get any advice on the property market, etc., or just come to you just to obviously... They've listened to the show and they just want to say, like, you know, start me a business off the back of this or whatever. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy Instagram. to advise and help. So, um, I mean, we're open. We're open, obviously, seven days a week. I'm still in six days a week. So, any of the staff will pass on my mobile number yeah. or email me direct uh, at jamie at smart-homes.co.uk. Um, but yeah, be be happy to help. Brilliant. And uh, follow the Smart Home Instagram pages as well. I'll put the website and the links in the show notes. And uh, you'll see that Jamie likes to get behind camera as well and advertise <laughs> some of the homes on the market. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie from Smart Homes. I hear it every day on my feet. I love it. I think I think yeah. like might be going a bit too yeah. far, but, yeah, but I will do it. <laughs> I love it. No, thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Thank you. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Enjoyed yeah, that. Pleasure. Mate. That's been the Orange Talk Show. Catch you soon with another episode. Ciao for now.